0: And you got me. Aw, <laughs> oh, honey, honey. You
1: arm a candy girl. And you got me right, you quick down. And I kiss you good. I'm Lena. I'm Grant. And this is
0: Saxarchy. Sex Archie.
1: In the year 20. Yeah.
0: That's right. We are the Riverdale <laughs> Recap Podcast. And today, we're talking about Chapter 1, Once Upon a Time in New York, the Katie Keen premiere.
1: Yeah, we finally got around to it.
0: <laughs> we thought uh, now, with Riverdale on a short break, it would be the perfect time to talk about its first legitimate spinoff. Uh, sorry, Sabrina fans, it's just barely skirting, but like, there's a character that went from one show to another now. Katie Keen.
1: I think Sabrina is a spinoff, because like they talk about... Greendale, Greendale exists. It's the same it's, world.
0: Yeah, yeah. I we mean, we just
1: don't have the character. Well, no, we ben had that Button. football player,
0: Ben Button, and the football player. Yes. Okay. Okay. But now there is a, a spinoff with a core cast member shared between the two. Yes. That, that is a different kettle of fish, and we're going to talk about. Once again, chapter one, Once Upon a Time in New York, written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa and Michael Grassi, directed by Maggie Kelly. Three names that are familiar to people who are familiar with the credits of Riverdale. Yes.
1: And I think we've mentioned it before. We've talked a little bit about this. This show takes place in the future.
0: Yes. They they don't. They go don't. into it explicitly. I'm going to guess it's around 2023 when this takes place.
1: Yeah, I was thinking it was about like 3
0: yeah, yeah. 4 <laughs> years,
1: 5 max, cuz that would put them at like 23. Mhm. I could I could see that. Like 5 years would actually make the most sense. Okay. Because these characters were going to meet mm-hmm. if any of them actually did go to college. They would be mm-hmm. a year out of college. Right if they went to a traditional like four-year program Mm -hmm. so i think that makes the most sense because what we do know is that none of them are in college right now
0: yeah and katie has had the same job for three years yes yeah a full-time position so yeah
1: i'm gonna go with five years in the future it's
0: the year 2025 in manhattan is Uh where we lay our scene
1: (laughs) in fair manhattan (laughs) We, we get Katie's voiceover mm-hmm. uh, about how her mom had lots of dreams. Yes, New
0: York is full of dreamers. Her mother was one.
1: How her her mother used to make clothes on this sewing machine that she now makes clothes on, mm-hmm. and we see her making a dress.
0: And it was originally her grandmother's. It's a yes. generational Keen machine.
1: Yes. She talks to her, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. whose name is K.O. Yes, K.O. Kelly. I believe it's a nickname for knockout because he's a fighter.
0: He's also covered in muscles, he's, all of the muscles.
1: He, he not 25.
0: As you would expect from, you know, a, a boxer. Yeah. Guess, all the muscles.
1: So, some of these people look 23. He looks 30. <laughs> Too many muscles for a 23-year-old.
0: Yeah, they're, they're like the rings on a tree. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so he, he comes in, she's like, oh, I finished this dress. And we find out it's for her friend, Ginger. Yes. He's all like, you got to call to work tomorrow so we can go to Coney Island and get sexy under the boardwalk.
0: Well, he's got a whole day planned, including, you know, the Ferris wheel and also Nathan's hot dogs. So there you go. This is a show where real brand names exist. <laughs> they can mention Nathan's hot dogs.
1: And Coney Island. And, and well, not like. Coney
0: Island's just a place.
1: Hey, I, they if this was Riverdale, it would yeah, be like. Stony Island. Yes. Yeah. But she is interrupted by a call, and she needs to run into work early mm-hmm. because a prince is coming. She is running down the New York streets in this weird, like, her her color palette seems to be red, blue, and white. Yes,
0: this. she's an all-American gal.
1: Uh, and so she has this very much a Veronica-like cape on yes. that Veronica would own in black.
0: But hers is red, and everything just has this slight homemade edge to it. She she wears heavier fabrics with slightly thicker seams all the time. It's like clearly not being machine produced uh, uh, anywhere.
1: I uh, I th- not all of it, some of it. A lot, There's a yeah. sweater she wears. I'm like, yeah, that's hand knit. A dress she wears later, that tweed dress she wears has that look. This yeah. outfit, aside from the little cherry tie thing, she. Mm-hmm. Ha- Cherry bolo. The rest of it, I don't think looks handmade.
0: Well, she's just that good at hand making it. <laughs> but uh, I, I'd like to rewind one uh, uh, outfit, actually, to to what she's wearing as she's pulling this all nighter, uh, sewing this this sequin gown for Ginger. Uh, the, the show really practices the, the whole show don't tell philosophy very literally, because it shows you that she loves KO by putting her in a t-shirt that says, I heart KO.
1: Yeah, like an I love New York <laughs> one. But yeah.
0: So then you know how strong their relationship is right from the beginning.
1: They must have gotten those shirts made at uh, Coney Island. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she is, is rushing off through the New York streets. And then she walks into Lacey's department store.
0: As seen on Riverdale.
1: (laughs) What bugs me is it's like this awe where she's walking into it for the first time ever. But no, she's worked there for like three three freaking years. And everyone's treating her too nicely.
0: Yeah, she's the belle of the ball. She's a very beloved co-worker here at Lacey's, I guess. It's just weird. But yeah, it, it is the ideal uh, department store, everything's like dark chestnut wood and plush carpet and everything's glint and there's no construction scrims it, like in a real Macy's everywhere. It looks
1: like the set from that PBS show about... The one department store. (laughs) Are
0: you being served? No. Okay. Uh, Oh, Mister Selfridge.
1: Mister Selfridge. I
0: prefer. Are you being served? It looks like
1: Mister Selfridge, though that actually looks pretty close to it. Looks much closer (laughs) than an actual Macy's, because Macy's are pretty much crap. I don't under. I also just don't understand how people shop in them. They're gigantic. And awful.
0: And that's why Lacey's is better. But yeah, uh, we see what Katie's job is. She's a personal assistant to the personal shopper. The, like, headline celebrity personal shopper.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, the head of everything. I, like, I would not call this person a personal shopper. I would call her, like... So, there, there's the Miss Lacey who owns the place. Yes. This woman was, Gloria, like... Gloria,
0: who we're talking about, is is the boss.
1: That works for her. Right. I would not call her a personal shopper, but she's like the executive director.
0: Yeah, she's like the executive director of the personal shopping department. Yes. And most of the work we see her do is personal shopping for the top line number one clients in yeah, the store. But
1: making all the girls that work for her do it, actually. <laughs> the announcement is that this this prince uh, is going to be coming tomorrow and we have to get ready. And so, But
0: first, today...
1: So Katie, like, is all like, okay, I'm gonna make a plan. This is what we're gonna do, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, great. Girls stay out of Katie's way. Mm-hmm. And Katie goes off and she's like gathering stuff and all this stuff to get ready.
0: I thought that was for today's client though.
1: Oh, that was. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot there was a client before the prince.
0: Yeah, today's. Because apparently
1: that scene wasn't
0: a lot. Today's client is actually the the uh, introduction of a character that I assume will become very, very important, Alexandra Cabot.
1: So everything I said mm-hmm. is right, except it's not for the prince.
0: It's for Alexandra Cabot, uh, heiress and vice president of the, the Cabot Entertainment Empire. Yes. Also... Uh, uh, Character straight from the comics, the the frenemy and rival of comic book Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gloria is taking care of Alexandra while uh, Katie is enacting her plan and grabbing all the best stuff uh, from all the best places for for this sh- for this customer who spends a hundred thousand dollars a month on skincare alone. Yeah. I do have to mention how grateful I was to to hear Gloria asking Alexandra how her her cat Sebastian is doing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing Sebastian. <laughs> Making Sebastian canon in in the TV show. Thank yeah. you very much.
1: They get, make this woman happy getting all the stuff she wants. Mhm. Uh goes well. And uh, she leaves, and Katie uh, approaches Gloria about the personal shopping position that mm-hmm. she wants to apply for. Yes. First dismissed, like, oh, I have a lunch. I know, it's at this time, and you have about five minutes until you need to leave to get there, because I booked it for you.
0: Right. Also, her lunch reservation is for the restaurant inside the department store. It's not like she has to hail a cab or anything. No, she doesn't have to go
1: downstairs. <laughs> She's all like, you know, I have the highest sales record, I have all the stuff, like I want to do it. And she's all like, but I hear you want to be a designer and a personal shopper is not just a job, it's a career. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we used to only hire single girls for it because having husbands and children is a distraction.
0: But we can't say that anymore. Gloria walks right up to the line of a discrimination lawsuit and, and then turns right back around.
1: She's like, so we'll give you a test. <laughs> Tomorrow, the prince is coming. Yes. So you're going to handle all that.
0: But basically, if you haven't picked it up, everything in the, the store is just the Devil Wears Prada. Oh
1: my god, it totally is.
0: But slightly nicer. There There is a, a person fulfilling. I don't
1: know. I think Meryl Streep was nicer than this shit. <laughs>
0: Well, Gloria starts very nice until this scene where, uh, like, fangs start to come out. But, like, the Stanley Tucci character doesn't give tough love. He just gives love. He's just a sweet teddy bear of a a window display designer. Stanley
1: Tucci doesn't give tough love. He gives sassy love. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: This is true. This is true. Yes. But I guess the, the rival for Gloria's affection and promotion, Amanda is actually much more severe than the double in the uh, Devil Wears Prada parallel. Yeah. So maybe that balances it out.
1: She gets a text, and it's from Josie, and mm-hmm. she needs to run off home. And Josie is sitting out front of their apartment Just with suitcases.
0: Sitting on a big pile of luggage, because this, this is the day that Josie McCoy moves to New York City.
1: And uh, she and Katie have never met. They, they've this is just the first been time?
0: introduced by their mutual friend, Veronica Lodge. And the way they talk about her makes me think that Veronica will survive the finale of the Riverdale program. Yes. <laughs> They're not using the, the past tense.
1: No. She takes Josie upstairs. She's like, this is our apartment. And this is uh Jorge, our other roommate.
0: Jorge is going to uh, the open call audition for Mannequin the Musical. Yes. And I hope that when we get to 2025, there is a Mannequin the Musical. It's probably going to happen in like 2022, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The three of them are going to be sharing this apartment. Uh, Josie gets the living room on the pullout couch.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Katie takes her downstairs to the bodega to get a sandwich, and then they go to the park to chat.
0: Yes, they go to the park, and they look at a lighthouse, and they talk about their dreams and their pasts. Throughout her parts in this episode, I'm just struck with, wow, was Josie underutilized in, in Riverdale. Yeah. <laughs> she's just nice to watch. She is just a pleasant person to watch act and later sing. And they, they barely had her sing, and she had even less to do not singing in the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad she's found a new home. I'm very happy for her.
1: Josie's whole plan is that, you know, she wants to get signed by a record label. Right. What the plan has been all along. Right. Uh, And so Katie's like, that's great, but tonight we're going to go out partying. We're going to go meet the gang. And so she takes her to a club Mm -hmm. where uh, she meets Katie's other friend, Pepper, who...
0: Is awful in this episode, at least.
1: Because all she does is name drop every single celebrity that she's ever met. Though I am very interested in her TED Talk on the feminist power of Snapchat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. That sounds like it would kill me.
1: It sounds awful. It's the worst. But I would like a bullet-like point summary of what she thinks about that.
0: So Pepper, a a character that I really enjoyed in the Josie book before they even were the Pussycats, Uh or at least that's the character that inspired inspired this character of the same name, I don't know what she does.
1: Yeah, No. Josie even asked like well what do you do And she just like name Dropped a lot of people and they're like Oh yeah she knows everyone
0: She's just she- connected that's like, all What? She <laughs>
1: Does she just, like, Twitter?
0: This is a show about people, young people in the city who pursue their dreams. And, like, Jorge wants to be on Broadway. Uh, Josie wants to get signed and become a star. Katie wants to see her designs hanging on the racks in Lacey's. Mm -hmm. What does Pepper want to do? I don't know. Tell me about what she's done already. Like, it doesn't fit.
1: No, it's weird.
0: It's very weird.
1: I don't get how Pepper is friends with them. Yeah. Because there's just such, like, an, uh, I'm an established person, and I do everything perfectly.
0: Like, th- this is a premiere. It has a lot of stuff to do. It's fairly overstuffed. It is, It is. so I don't mind too much for those reasons that there's no Pepper subplot, except that it leaves a character with nothing to really like about her.
1: Yeah. Well, and everyone else gets a little bit.
0: Even KO gets a little something, which yes. we haven't got to yet, but trust me, it's coming.
1: Uh, the song "Taki Taki" comes on mm-hmm. that's i don't know if that's actually the name of it but it's that song that goes "Taki Taki."
0: <laughs> uh, you know sure yeah it's how they advertise takis. those yeah but I don't, I don't know what
1: that song's actually called i just know that song
0: <laughs> do you zumba to "Taki Taki"?
1: i think i did forever ago
0: okay
1: someone's gonna be like that's not what it's called and that's not what they're saying well that's what it sounds like they really like talkies and so they're all like, it's time to get on the dance floor. Let's go get on the dance floor. They
0: they do. do, And, and then it's... And K.O. is there. In fact, they abandon him to go get on the dance floor.
1: Yes. And then uh, it is time for the uh, drag show.
0: Because mm-hmm. this
1: is dance club and performance venue.
0: Yes. So the, the song they were so hyped to dance to, they do for about 30 seconds. Yes. Now it is time to meet Ginger.
1: Ginger. Ginger comes out
0: in and, in the uh, silver sequin dress that that uh, Katie was making,
1: and Ko shouts, "Yo, Katie made that dress!"
0: <laughs> in, in case you didn't make the connection,
1: and it's a good thing he's the bouncer because he would have been kicked out for shouting and interrupting the show.
0: <laughs> uh, so Josie is overwhelmed, loves the performance, and is like, "Who is this?" And they have to uh, inform her, "That's your roommate. That's Jorge."
1: Same person. (laughs) Like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get the title card, and it is is... very flashy Barbie Sparkle Pink.
0: Yes, but in like the Vanity Fair font, because, you know, fashion. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: I don't get the pink. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Katie wears pink once in the show. Actually, now I can't remember if, if the notebook she carries is pink or red. But her colors really are red, blue, And white, so Mm -hmm. it would have made more sense to me for that title card to be in red. Mm Mm-hmm. She seems to wear a lot more red than pink.
0: Well, maybe eventually she'll lighten up. And what is pink but light red? Think about it.
1: Then we get a voiceover about how every year she and K.O. go to Coney Island to celebrate their anniversary.
0: As the scene has cut to the next day at Coney Island. You know, standing in front of the Wonder Wheel.
1: So I have two questions. Mm Mm-hmm. How long have they fucking been together? I'm,
0: two years minimum for this to be a tradition now. This has to be the second anniversary at least.
1: Second? Why did he really want her to skip work yesterday if they were just going to go today?
0: <laughs> K.O.'s not that bright. This is something that is consistent <laughs> from the Katie Keene comics. One thing they dropped was his uh, incredible Irish accent. Like They, they, well, they, they, they wrote- are idiots! They wrote his di- his uh, dialogue in dialect, and it's so hard to read.
1: Okay, but that is idiotic. Because think about if you had this Abbey Man with an Irish accent. Yes, they would have so many more viewers just for that.
0: <laughs> it's okay. There's another Abbey Man coming soon.
1: <laughs> so they have a nice time there, and then I guess it's like the next day after that. This this episode goes through a lot of days yeah uh josie wakes up because everyone else is running through the apartment trying to get ready for their day
0: uh katie's missing something and jorge tells her where it is and jorge's missing something and katie tells him where it is and
1: ko comes out and is all like where's the cereal time for breakfast yeah and josie's just there in the living room
0: and she is loving that new york spirit yep yeah
1: so katie goes to work Mm -hmm. and it's now time for the prince That I got confused about earlier.
0: Prince of where? Who knows?
1: Prince Errol.
0: Prince Errol of Flynn, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yes, that's what I was gonna go with. And so she's preparing stuff and this we are introduced to this character Amanda.
0: Or or reintroduced. She she has a minor part in in like the whole uh, Alexandra saga.
1: She is another one of the assistants to Gloria, and you can tell that she is a backstabbing, conniving bitch.
0: Yeah, she's awful. And for some
1: reason Katie trusts her, and I'm just like, no, you're an idiot.
0: So part of this personal shopping experience is like preparing a dossier on their client and like like
1: knowing what they like.
0: Trolling their last five months on instagram to see where they go and who they go with who they already wear
1: yeah so they can pull all this stuff and so one of the things that katie needed to find out was like is anyone coming with the prince and amanda's like oh i found out he's coming alone well that's a fucking lie and katie (laughs) believed it and i'm like you can tell that she's lying she wants to sabotage you what the hell Mm -hmm,
0: mm mm-hmm
1: Meanwhile, Josie is um, applying to jobs
0: throughout New York. We, we just get a montage of her walking into every sort of independent storefront they and can find.
1: circling a lot of things on the newspaper. So I guess this means that in 2025, Craigslist no longer exists.
0: Craigslist has gone print version, actually, in 2025. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to believe that that candy store she walked into threw her out when she asked where all the designer drugs were. Because she doesn't understand. She's from Riverdale.
1: Pixie sticks.
0: Wait a you minute. You guys selling
1: drugs here?
0: Wait a minute.
1: This th- looks a lot like Jingle Jangle.
0: And then they're like, oh shit, she knows too much. Get her out of here. Get her out.
1: Uh, so then Josie wanders into Washington Park.
0: Washington Square Wa- Park.
1: Yeah. This lady who's playing a guitar... Is all like, are you new to New York?
0: It looks like you could use some sage wisdom. Uh, the the pigeon lady is on break, but I can take care of you here in the big city.
1: She's like, you're new to here? And yeah, how'd you know? Because I was you many years ago. And then she starts playing a song and singing. And Josie then takes the fuck over.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, ex- excuse me, young lady. I'm, I'm, I would love to give you advice, but can you please not steal my tips? I'm trying to feed myself here.
1: And so a crowd gathers, including a very attractive-looking man, Mm -hmm. and they all clap when it's over.
0: A guy who seems like he learned to act from Michael B. Jordan, just like the way he carries his head. Like, a lot of his small gestures really shout, like, you know, Creed to me.
1: No, what it is is it just shouts, attractive Abby man. That's true. (laughs) Like, I, I know, I got abs. This is how I carry myself, because I have abs.
0: You can see them through his his wool coat. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Yes, that is just how, like, all abby men move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so he catches up to Josie after and is all like, you know, I'm in the music business and I work for a label. And she's like, yeah, the fuck you do. And he's like, no, here's my card. Do you know where this recording studio is? Which is a recording studio that has many big names that have recorded there. So she Electric does.
0: Lady Studio. She knows all about Electric Lady and probably everywhere else Prince has ever recorded.
1: He wants her to come and sing tomorrow.
0: And he is Alex Cabot, Alexander Cabot the Third. Yes.
1: So, uh, meanwhile, Jorge is at a dance audition.
0: Yes. Uh, for Mannequin the Musical. Mannequin the Musical. And they are dancing to the Apache?
1: They do that during this one too, right? Yes. They do it because, okay. It's
0: the same song for Spoiler, both audition, the audition scenes. the auditions later too. But, and yeah. And they are doing like full choreography, leg warmers and leotards, the whole thing going it's all very, out.
1: Uh chorus line.
0: But that is not the dance you do to that song. There is only one dance you can do to that song ever since the Fresh Prince of Bel Air made it so. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, no thank you.
1: Four people get asked to stay and everyone else is dismissed.
0: Jorge's not having this.
1: And he's like, What the hell, dude? And the dude is like, you don't look tough. Yeah. Now someone get him out of here. <laughs>
0: I love I love this guy like yeah no yeah you totally nailed it but uh you don't have the look we're we're going for and uh would somebody get rid of him as he just starts like popping a chip in his mouth <laughs> This guy's my favorite actor in the whole show.
1: It's it's the food because yes. later there's a coffee mug. The stuff that comes out of it is a horrible character. Yes, but you know when people can act well with their props, mm-hmm. it's great.
0: But the the whole vibe that comes off of him as a guy that has auditioned ten thousand yes. dancers, like oh and, my god,
1: and, you're not special,
0: and dismissed ninety eight hundred of them. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, no, get out of here. Group four is coming. Shut the fuck up.
1: Like, I get where Jorge's coming from, Mm -hmm. especially later, but also that's the life of trying to make it in acting. Mm -hmm. You're going to get rejected 99% of the time and it's going to be because you didn't look it. I once got told I was a liar at an audition because I didn't look like I was tough enough for the training I had spent three years on.
0: And that's why you'll never see her in the background shots of Divergent. No,
1: that's
0: exactly why. But <laughs> that was like, the one, right? Yes. Yeah, okay.
1: But that's exactly, like, the type of <laughs> shit that happens, is they're like, well, you you don't look like it. Mm-hmm. That's what the hair and makeup and costumes is for, honestly, but... But, but on but Jorge's
0: side, it's called mannequin, not masculine. Yes. Thank you.
1: <laughs> this is true. Also... How did they not use that line? <laughs> I, I was also just thinking, like knowing my college theater experience. Good luck finding many masculine men.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there were there was one in that group. That there was one.
1: With. <laughs> well, no, just like both
0: with the look and the the dancing.
1: <laughs> good luck finding a dude who looks the very like stereotypical masculine mm-hmm. that can dance, yes. and sing and act. And walk at the same time. (laughs) It's asking for a lot. You gotta, like, pick something. He's like, nope, that doesn't matter. (laughs) It makes more sense, I feel like, later. Mm -hmm. This one, I'm just like, chill. Just chill.
0: There will be another (laughs) shitty movie a musical adaptation.
1: All we make is jukebox musicals nowadays, (laughs) so you're fine.
0: If you want to get on Broadway, you have to license a movie that came out between 15 and 30 years ago. That's the way it works. Uh, the
1: prince shows up. Yes. And he has a woman with her, with him.
0: There's a woman. Not only a woman, but an unknown woman. But, of course, Amanda has already found her Instagram. Her, with her Twitter. Her, with she, less than a thousand followers. So she's
1: a common person. Yes. They actually say this.
0: This is what Gloria says. Like, Gloria in, like, the first scenes comes off as nice. Or at least nice enough for a boss. Mm-hmm. But there is a real turn with that like one-on-one meeting, and now Gloria is firmly in the, the bad lady camp.
1: Mm-hmm. Gloria is upset at Katie, and Katie's like, oh my god, what I'm gonna do? And the voiceover of Katie is all like, Gloria is the legend and gatekeeper in the fashion world. She never sweats until this moment. Mm-hmm. And Gloria- And she
0: actually is sweating. Yes, there, there she's like dabbing. wiping her brow
1: and stuffing a tissue up her sleeve- to the prince dude, she's all like, oh, she will love this one. He's like, that's what she said about the last seven.
0: Yes. like the, the It's sun, not going well. The sun has now set. Thi- things are rough.
1: And so Katie goes into the fitting room, and she finds this girl sitting there, sad, freaking out about the dress she is wearing because
0: because, she looked at the price
1: and it costs more than she makes in a year and so she has this freak out moment of like what the hell am i doing dating a prince it's like the princess diary nightmare
0: uh katie introduces herself as katie one of the girls and i think that is her official job title one one of of the the girls yeah
1: because they're always like you're one of gloria's girls (laughs)
0: But Katie uh, uh, calms her down. They, they have a mutual connection as, as both children of the Lower East Side.
1: That This calms uh, and collects this person. I don't know her name. I don't know if we get her name. Well,
0: she's a commoner after all. Uh, um, but but the big gesture that really, like, calms her nerves and, and gets her comfortable is, like, she, she notices Katie's dress, really enjoys it, and wants to know where to try one of those. So Katie offers to, to give it to her, to let her try it on. Because
1: it, she made it.
0: Because she made it. they
1: don't carry it.
0: And this is a, an incredible gesture that loosens her up, and she starts uh, wearing things that Katie uh, would pull well, from the rack for herself. Well, yeah,
1: well, Katie offers, she's like, well... yeah. I can pull things that I would like, because mm-hmm. it seems like we have similar style.
0: Right. And this opens the floodgates and, and loosens the purse. The, the prince buys a whole rack of dresses and a, a case of suits and is just, like, naming thing after thing after thing a, a whole equestrian set. It is apparently the largest single sale in Lacey's history.
1: <laughs> They're just smitten with Katie, mm-hmm. and she's all like, "Okay, oh, let me try on her dress. Can you believe that? She made it herself. And Gloria overhears this and she is not happy.
0: Well, yeah, because you just have to imagine one of your girls standing there naked, just shivering in the air conditioning. Like, uh, do you like it? <laughs> Can I have it back now? <laughs> and that is an uncomfortable experience for everyone.
1: Yeah. At the apartment that night.
0: They are celebrating.
1: Well, they are celebrating Katie's day because Jorge has had, a not, had a bad day. They're also celebrating Josie's day because she met uh, Alex.
0: As she mentions the name, they're all like, what? Because they are all familiar with the Cabot clan, I suppose.
1: He is apparently as rich as the Astors.
0: And the Rockefellers.
1: Josie lets them know about how she's supposed to go there. And Katie's like, uh uh-uh, oh, this is the start of some like slasher thriller. You're not going alone. And Josie is all like, oh no, I'm from Riverdale. The murder capital of the world. It's fine. <laughs> but Katie insists on going. She'll pose as her manager, and she's going to whip up something for them to wear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yet Cause another all-nighter.
1: Joe, Because uh, Katie apparently doesn't sleep.
0: Ka- Katie, every uh, bit of money that doesn't go to food and rent goes to fabric bolts and cocaine. The girl does not sleep.
1: <laughs> Literally anytime someone talks about doing something... Throughout this entire episode.
0: She's got to make a dress. She's
1: got to make a thing. (laughs) And I'm like, do you wear anything twice?
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's how she she actually makes her money. She sends all of her single-use dresses to like a consignment store. She gets a couple bucks back.
1: Uh, so it's the next morning, and they're they at the recording studio, and Josie is on the piano, and she is singing. And it is very nice, I think.
0: This is one of Josie's best musical yeah. numbers. And-
1: Spoiler, Josie's going to sing a second time in this episode. Yeah. The second time is very Riverdaley.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Very... It's a
0: live performance <laughs> in an underground place. It's, it's even Dance. not that vibe. It's, yeah,
1: All that stuff going on. This one, I feel like, is one of the few times we actually just hear... Her sing.
0: And it's fantastic. And it's
1: wonderful.
0: It's Josie alone I th- at a piano in a recording studio with Alex and Katie watching.
1: I think it's the best musical number that has ever been done on one of these shows. When it comes to actual, like, quality of singing and talent. Like, if you were talent.
0: to close your eyes and, and enjoy it, absolutely hands down.
1: Yeah, not like visually type I, stuff.
0: I'm but always like, I'm always gonna go to uh the the out tonight performance where they're kicking the shit out of Nick St. Clair. <laughs>
1: well yeah, I'm not talking about like comedic or yeah, entertainment yeah. wise. I mean like
0: actual vocal performance.
1: Yes. Yes. And I feel like a lot of the stuff they would have her do in Riverdale were always those really flashy like performance numbers where they would just there'd be so many effects going on in those songs.
0: Yes. You know, and, and people literally flashing the camera.
1: Yes. Where this, it's just her singing, and it's actually good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just straight up good.
0: Katie is moved and, and has to cover for for why she, it seems like she's never heard her own client sing before. Yeah, because
1: she's all like... Fun little joke. She really is amazing.
0: You know, that so that's just how it is with a client like Josie. It, it, every time feels like the first. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so after that's over, he's like, okay, I want to, like, sign you and launch your career And Anyone Hungry... And Katie excuses herself to go check on all her other clients.
0: So many clients. She's drowning in clients.
1: And Josie goes off with him. And I do appreciate that she is wearing a a cheetah print Mm -hmm. jacket. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) She's like a Power Ranger. You know, the the Red Ranger is always in a red t-shirt. Josie is always in cheetah print.
1: They go out and she talks about her life Mm -hmm. and what she's been up to. Mm -hmm. And...
0: Ever since Fred's funeral, apparently, uh, she's been touring with her dad all around, you know, backing up his jazz band while developing her solo sound. No,
1: She said she did it for a while. Yeah. It's not what she's done the whole time since then.
0: Okay. If, if we're saying five years, yeah, that's, it, it didn't sound like a whole five years.
1: No, it sounded but like a year.
0: She did that for a while and has been developing her solo sound. And Alex is like, well, you found it.
1: And so they smooch and then she goes back to his place. Yes. Uh, and Katie is with K.O., filling him in on her day, and he's like, well, I got good news too, and this gym in Philly wants me to train with them, so what do you say we move to Philly?
0: A uh, fields gym in Philadelphia, which I, I don't know how boxing works, but it, it seems like, yeah, you, you have to get accepted into an elite gym to get noticed by people who actually book fights that can make you real money.
1: What's the name of the gym that... Is in Rocky.
0: You know, that's a good question.
1: I'm curious.
0: My, my uh, Lazy Fingers uh, instead did a Google search for Taki Gum instead of Rocky Jim, So let's try that again.
1: Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so she's all like, but what about my job? And he's like, well, there's department stores there, but there's only one Lacey's.
0: Mm-hmm. It has the actual Lacey. We've seen her.
1: Let's see what Gloria says about your, you know, if you get the promotion and and we can then talk about it then. Like, we don't have to decide now. Yeah. He's very, like, understanding and...
0: Yeah, he's open about, like, this is the path to my dream. Like, even in her her, uh, earlier voiceover about, you know, how they first met, they fell in love after they shared their dreams with each other. People's ambitions are very important on the show, unless you're Pepper.
1: Don't care about Don't, what she wants.
0: We're not even going to mention Pepper. She doesn't do anything the rest of the episode.
1: Next morning, Miss Miss Lacey is talking to Gloria about how wonderful the sale was with the prince. And he's, mm-hmm. she's all like, oh, I couldn't have done it without my girls. And now I need to make this announcement about who's going to be promoted to personal shopper. And she says all these, like, things, like, been with me a few years. It was really wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And Katie steps forward and then she says, Amanda.
0: Oh! Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Yep, yep, yep. No way
1: it was going Katie.
0: Nope, nope, nope.
1: Uh, And Katie is
0: crushed.
1: (laughs) Uh, So Josie, meanwhile, is uh, singing to the board.
0: Yes, the the Cabot board. Or or rather, a recording of hers is being played for them.
1: And they're like, didn't love it.
0: We missed, we we didn't specifically mention the part where she wakes up in Alex's apartment wearing his Prince t-shirt. And then we see that, yes, you are right, there are abs all up and down that boy. Oh, yeah. He's got abs on his feet, probably. He's got so many abs.
1: Every toe has a six-pack. <gasps>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, that would be gross if you could get six-packs <laughs> on your toes. Or, like, on your knuckles.
0: Yes. Just,
1: just ripples. He's
0: doing weird crunches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you, like, punch someone and you leave, like, imprints of your knuckle abs.
0: Yes, yes. You could read somebody's bruises in Braille. Yeah. Yeah.
1: None of them like
0: it. <laughs> None of them like it.
1: They're all like, didn't like it. It was
0: dull. It's it's three men, one of whom I assume must be the Cabot's dad, and Alexandra, who we met earlier in, in her shopping spree. Yeah. And the four so, of them are all thumbs down.
1: I feel like she introduces herself under a different name.
0: She gets called Xandra, short for Alexandra.
1: Oh, okay. That would be it then. Mm-hmm. That would be why I was like, but wait, what? Mm-hmm. She have too, I'm
0: confused. We have okay. Alex and Xandra. Alexander and Alexandra. Uh,
1: people who name their kids shit like that deserve a special place in hell. Yeah. That is like, no, no, do not do that. <laughs> I hate that.
0: Mm-hmm, Especially
1: mm-hmm. Alexander and Alexandra. Awful. That is like the worst you can do.
0: Anyhow, as they're, they're giving a a dressing down, like what starts as a rejection becomes more and more severe with every moment. And Josie is just breaking down with every new detail that comes out. Like, for one, uh, Cabot recording doesn't exist anymore. Alex is just trying to restart it. Yeah. Two, this isn't the first time he's brought in someone off the street. Apparently he just trawls the parks to find people who sound nice.
1: You know, that makes sense. It's New York.
0: (laughs) I bet Alex fucked that lady with the guitar, too. You don't know he hasn't.
1: She should have given Josie that advice then and not just sung a song.
0: No, she's just like, I I can help you with some things, but sometimes you've got to make your own mistakes. Also, touch the abs.
1: He has a good dick. Yeah. Enjoy it.
0: It's got abs too. Why not?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. It's ribbed for pleasure. I was thinking it. Yeah, I just said it. I don't have a filter. (laughs) It's fine. Oh, I feel weird that I said it. But I said it. It's out there.
0: Yeah, Uh, it is. Josie can confirm.
1: (laughs) The sister just keeps ripping in, though, about yes. this. just twisting
0: and as, the knife as tears well up in Josie's eyes.
1: Um, Josie leaves. Alex goes after her. She's all like, no, I'm done. I'm not, like, going to be a toy in the sibling rivalry.
0: Yeah, yeah. Josie is desperate for a big break, sure, but she's also smart enough to see a bad situation when, when it's right in front of her. Yeah. I got a lot of respect for Josie. She
1: learned a lot about Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Taught her a lot of life lessons.
0: She will develop a phobia of abs at this point.
1: No abs, don't that, do it.
0: That means I've got a chance.
1: As soon as they had the sex, she was like, oh no. Oh
0: no, not again.
1: Well, she didn't have abs there. <laughs> she was like, this is a whole different level. <laughs> so uh, Katie goes to Gloria and is all like, I thought that job was mine. And Gloria's like, well, you tried to sell her a dress we don't sell. You made it about yourself. And katie's all like
0: you mean instead of about you oh and then gloria's so like fired.
1: you work in the stockroom now <laughs> yeah. bye bitch yeah 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 so that night they they are drinking
0: like yeah as soon as this meeting is over she opens the, the group chat and is just like hey drinks tonight pre-game at home and then uh people are replying already drinking <laughs>
1: Uh, So Josie uh, lays it out for Katie that her dream was never... To work in the department store, it was to design from everything she's heard and everything that Katie has told her in these three days is that yes. to design and to have her dresses sold at Lacey's and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she shouldn't be upset about this because now it's the t- her chance. Yeah. That's when Katie also lets them know about Kao wanting them to move and they're all like, no. <laughs> uh, Jorge has also decided to give up on Broadway and they're like, no, no. don't no. do it. If you
0: prob- got to live your dreams. And if
1: the problem is, is that they think you're, like, not masculine enough, well, go the opposite way.
0: Yeah, show them, them some, s- your, some of your stuff.
1: Yeah, and you need a new outfit.
0: Of course, because everybody needs a new outfit so, all the time.
1: They're not going out drinking because Katie has to sew.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So Jorge goes to the audition as Ginger.
0: Yes, and I do have to say I've seen better tucks. Yeah. But... I mean, he he nailed the choreography the first time, she nails it this time. It's great. It's great. It's
1: awesome. I'm like, yeah, go
0: Ginger. And um, she gets dismissed again, and it's the same guy auditioning like, yeah, you think I didn't recognize you? <laughs> I love him. He's seen everything. He's heard every impassioned <laughs> speech, and he doesn't fucking care because he's got a job to do. <laughs> like,
1: he's an asshole, but the thing that he has to be thinking is, wow, they really think I don't pay attention.
0: <laughs> He's just sipping his mug as Ginger is like laying everything out, following Katie's yet another uh, VO monologue about, you know, how he came out to his parents in middle school and and, and when he started doing drag. And like, again, it's the same uh, uh, choreography to The Apache by <laughs> the Sugar Hill Gang.
1: And so Ginger lays into this guy about mm-hmm. how she's heard it all. To this, to that, but if you can't see the talent in front of you, you don't deserve me. You mm-hmm. don't deserve the other like drag queens who yeah. have more talent than anyone here. The, the
0: queens in the village have more talent in one acrylic uh, pinky uh, nail.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna be in Carnegie Carnegie Hall, bitches. And I'm like, you know, Ginger, good, good for, or not? Yeah, Ginger, good for you. Mm-hmm. You're great. Have this confidence. You're never going to get hired on Broadway if you freak out like this.
0: Yeah, that's not the energy they're looking for at Mannequin the Musical. And uh, a-
1: I just, this is how you get blacklisted. You <laughs> I- will not be allowed into any audition. Because here's the thing
0: Ginger. Th- that one's a problem to work with. Well, that that's the word that's going to go around. And
1: my assumption is Ginger is not, or Jorge, either one, not uh, union, which yeah. means. You have to be allowed into union auditions. Mm-hmm. You have to pay your dues to do it. Well, you know what? It all just went away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now now you're the one who's interrupted not one but two open calls to coming up the works with, with your impassioned speeches. And the guy's response to this whole uh, uh, act is just to sip his coffee <laughs> and have the assistant uh, escort her off the stage.
1: It's just like, it's really weird because I totally get what they're going for. Mm-hmm. You want to, like, cheer on yeah. Jorge and Ginger of, like, yes, don't let them get you down. Be who you are. But at the same time, you know the real-life rules of, like, getting a job and freaking out at someone mm-hmm. at it like, job interview or audition is not going to get it to you in the future.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love that guy the first time, and I was so happy to see him back.
1: Can he be a re- regular character? I also want to know how Josie... And Katie got into the balcony to watch these auditions, because these are not like public
0: Well, when they said open auditions, they meant in more ways than one. It's just none of these other dancers have friends. They're all very lonely people.
1: Well, and then after Ginger tells them off, they're all like, Yeah, Ginger! Woo! And I'm just like, oh my god, none of the all of this is so bad for the career you want. <laughs> Yes, we want equality. We want to be allow people in of all different body types and backgrounds and everything. Yes, that's what we're working for. We want Having real... a bitch fit about it is not how you're
0: going to get it. We want queenie dudes in mannequin.
1: <laughs> I know the reaction comes from the history of what Jorge has experienced. Mm-hmm. But because we haven't seen it, it just looked like it escalated out of nowhere.
0: Born in the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Katie goes back to work mm-hmm. in the stockroom. In the stockroom, and Amanda and
0: drops. Ama- Amanda comes back to gloat and taunt and throw fifty dresses in her face.
1: And then they have a whole fight about how Amanda's from the Upper East Side and you're from the West Side, and a whole lot of New York references that I don't get.
0: When Amanda's actually from Westchester, Whatever like that is. Well, I'm from fucking Flint, Michigan. This means nothing to me.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: The only thing I know about the Upper East Side, I learned from You've Got Mail. Okay. <laughs>
1: I know New York has boroughs. Yes. Do I know anything about them?
0: Uh, they're Manhattan, Brooklyn, Staten Island, uh, the the Bronx, and um, the the other one. I don't know. Do Queens. Say- Queens. Queens. Queens is the fifth one. Harlem is not a borough, it is a, a large neighborhood.
1: I know people have different accents in different parts of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that Jesus and Marrow are from there.
1: <laughs> don't know much else. I-
0: I, I'm pretty sure I can't say you're the way they do and, and not uh, be run out of town on a rail.
1: I think I think what's so interesting with this is, like, you have shows like Riverdale and Sabrina where they, like, talk about their towns. Yes. And you're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Because okay. it's a fictional this place. Is, this is me. a
0: fictional town that stands for, like, semi-rural working yeah. class America. Okay.
1: They're dealing with New York and they drop references so often, I'm like, v- I don't know what yeah, you actually real mean. Real specificity, Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm like, I think I can assume what you mean, but I'm not sure what you mean.
0: (laughs) Unless you're steeped in like the, the New York blogosphere. Like, I don't I don't care that you think the bodega downstairs that Jorge's parents own has the best sandwich in the city. I bet it doesn't. It's a big fucking city.
1: It's probably good. Yeah,
0: I'm sure it's a perfectly fine sandwich that you enjoy, but I, there's 10 million my sandwiches in that city. I
1: bet she likes it so much because she gets a discount because she bet rents
0: from <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's why the, the three of them can afford this apartment. I One would, of them is the son of the landlord.
1: I do love this concept, though, of like these like convenience stores having actual sandwiches.
0: Yes, and in many cases, cats. I know that about New York.
1: I would like that to be here.
0: Yeah, imagine if the place down the street had a cat, instead of stuff that's twice as expensive as it should be. Yes. Or in addition, I guess.
1: Or if the place across the street sold sandwiches. Yeah! It would be helpful, considering we have, like, no restaurants within, like, three blocks of us. And, yeah. the, and
0: the one's three and a half blocks, so it's just a little monotonous sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That night, Katie's all like, screw Lacey's, tomorrow I'm quitting, I'm going to pursue designing. Yes. So let's all go have some fun after hours at Lacey's, and she breaks them into Lacey's.
0: It's not really breaking in if she has the key, but yes, they they are having a, a fun time friend night. Uh, trying things on.
1: I question everything with this. I'm just like, (laughs) what the flying fuck, Katie Keene?
0: Is no one, like, washing the floors at
1: night? Also, security cameras. (laughs) Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. If the shit you sell, if you sell a dress... Where this woman's like, oh my gosh, this is like $37,000, that's more than I make in a year. There are so many security cameras.
0: Yeah, yeah, where's where's the metal shutters coming down over the windows and things?
1: And I'm just like, don't do that. Like, I know you're quitting tomorrow, but they can accuse you tomorrow of stealing shit. Mm -hmm. And you'll go to jail. And don't get your friends involved with this. You're a bad person.
0: But they are nearly caught, not by any of the people you would expect, but...
1: Oh, well, before that happens, can I also point out that they're all really gross because they're using (laughs) sample lipsticks directly on their mouth without using the sample swabs?
0: Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: sample lipsticks are already gross enough, but at least use the Q-tip. They're just straight up applying this crap.
0: Jorge, I'm going to level with you, dude. That's how you get herpes. That's how you get herpes.
1: All of you gross. Y'all don't gross. Don't do that.
0: Grossos. Heck of wicked Obviously,
1: they don't remember the coronavirus.
0: <laughs> well, they were very young back then. <laughs> they were still in high school.
1: Should have paid attention. Should have
0: paid attention.
1: <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they almost get caught. Katie does get seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is by Fr- Francois. Francois is there.
0: Francois, we, we haven't mentioned him. We did get a quick introduction. He is the Stanley Tucci parallel in the Devil Wears Prada yes. plot. Yes.
1: He is not sassy, he's just. Sweet.
0: He's sweet. He's he's very gay, like Stanley Tucci in The Devil Wears Prada, but not sassy. Just a big old sweetums. Yes. And his job is the, the window displays. He's the window decoration designer guy. Yes. And he's having a hell of a time.
1: Because the client threw out the window and he has to make a new one overnight. by morning.
0: Yeah. And Katie's like, I got a fix for that. So Katie is abandoning her three friends. Yep. So that she could do volunteer work for the job she's quitting in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. And so she brings a big box over to him and says, as Oprah likes to say, and Julia likes to sing, these are a few of my favorite things. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't stand some of this.
0: (laughs) And then uh, Pepper bursts through the door and says, oh, yes, I hung out with Oprah, too, and then leaves.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so they, they get to work. And uh, Katie talks all about how she and her mom used to come there and look at his store windows. And Francois
0: um, seems to be like a close friend, as far as work friends go, pretty close. But he didn't realize her mom's dead until she starts using past tense.
1: Yeah, it's really weird because it seems like they would know I, each other from the interactions before this.
0: I guess they're just chummy. They've never actually talked. They don't
1: talk, yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's really strange.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she lays out once again her whole philosophy and her inspiration being her mother as they work hand in hand. And she starts sewing original pieces for the window. Well, not
1: pieces. I think all the decorations. Yeah.
0: Pieces of decor, I I Yeah,
1: And I think the, um, because when we do see the window, there's several dresses on mannequins. And then there's these like flower things in the background. And then there actually are two other dresses that I think she might have done that are on two mannequins that make it look like a mother-daughter sewing. Mm Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is these like floral patterns in it. So it's all connecting together. Mm Mm-hmm. The next morning, uh, Miss Lacey's there, and she's like, it is tradition we gather for the unveiling of the new windows. <laughs> and they're all just standing outside on the street, waiting As, for the curtain to be pulled.
0: At least it's not the Christmas windows. That, that could get a bit chilly.
1: Uh, Miss Lacey loves them. She's speechless. They're amazing. And uh, he's like, oh, well, it was actually Katie Keene's idea.
0: And Miss Lacey asks, oh, aren't you one of Gloria's girls?
1: No, I work in the (laughs) stockroom. And I was like, that was your chance to be like, no, that bitch demoted me
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: after I created the biggest sale you've ever had. But no, she doesn't say this.
0: She she just meekly accepts her, her place. But then Francois is like, not anymore you don't. You're in my department, girl.
1: But only for six to nine months, because then you got to go out on your own and design shit.
0: Yeah, he's going to take her under his wing and then boot her out that nest once she has nine months worth of rent to fly on, I guess.
1: Uh, So Gloria is very upset about this, Mm -hmm. and she gets even more upset later when flowers arrive and the card thanks Katie for all her work.
0: From the prince.
1: Yes. Uh, And so then at the, the club...
0: This is the same club that Veronica and Katie hung out at in that Riverdale episode. Yes.
1: And the one that Ginger performs at. Yes. Ginger introduces Josie to the stage and she sings a Carly Rae Jepsen song she, that is. She sings
0: not, cut to the feeling.
1: Not nearly as good, very traditional Riverdaley.
0: Not not nearly as good a performance as her earlier one you mean. Yes, yes. When it comes
1: to like talent. Yeah. Of like the quality of singing.
0: Also, you got to think that everybody dancing in this club right now is in what, sixth grade when that song came right? out? Right. Very weird. <laughs>
1: uh, and so then K.O. shows up. Katie goes and gets pizza with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She wants a bite of his sausage. Oh, my. That's what she says. That's the line his of dialogue.
1: fennel sausage. If you get the fennel sausage, can I have a bite?
0: He's not Italian. Wait a minute. His sausage should be, like...
1: Cheap stomach.
0: It should be Guinness.
1: <laughs> oh, we're getting the stereotypes and it's bad.
0: <laughs> Look, there is no more of a stereotype than K.O. Kelly in the original Katie Keene strips, I'm telling you. It's bizarre. He dresses up as a as a leprechaun so many times. Oh, God.
1: Uh, so he's all like, are we moving to Philly? And she's like, no, after seeing Josie live her dreams, I realize I need to do that too, and you need to, so we should try long distance. And, and he's, he's like,
0: like, fuck that shit, and proposes right there on the fucking filthy-ass New York sidewalk in front of a pizza van.
1: Because he's like, I'm not going anywhere without you, I'm gonna stay, and we're gonna do it right.
0: And there's a dude, I love this dude too, who's just waiting in line to get to the pizza window, kind of staring at him awkwardly.
1: Yes. (laughs) Like, Like, you haven't
0: paid yet. You're holding up the line, Jackass. They did not
1: even pay. They just are like, this is what. (laughs) Katie said, like, I either want cheese or pepperoni or whatever your biggest slice is. And he doesn't even actually order. She just (laughs) says, if you're getting that, can I have it? And they never pay. (laughs) That poor worker's like, what do they even want? Maybe they want a calzone?
0: I don't know. And anyhow, that's the cliffhanger ending. That's the dual cliffhanger ending of the episode. What will she say, and do they actually get a fucking pizza? Yep. (laughs) End of the episode.
1: I think we talked about it a lot longer than I was anticipating.
0: What did you think about Chapter 1, Once Upon a Time in New York?
1: It was okay.
0: It is a perfectly functional first episode of a show.
1: I would watch it. On Netflix in the future when I'm bored and just need something to watch? Yeah. Am I eager to go catch up on all the other episodes that have happened? No.
0: No. Again, I'm very grateful uh, for a space for for the character of Josie McCoy to to properly spread her wings. Yeah. I mean, that's something I complain about in Riverdale forever. Yeah. Yay, applause for that. I like the portrayal of Katie. I don't know if I'm sold on the character of Katie.
1: Yeah. Aside from Pe- Pepper, useless, which was just useless, an awful introduction to her
0: so far, at least.
1: Um, sure, hope they do something with her.
0: Episode two, fingers crossed.
1: Um, all the other characters were great. Yeah, like they were. I mean, they were very like endearing in different ways. They, I think, the actors played them great. They mm-hmm. were fun. Am I drawn into knowing what happens? Not really, because it feels so Devil Wears Prada meets <laughs> Fame.
0: Yeah, yes, yes.
1: I just feel like what they're doing, I've seen in five other ways. And it's right. just all been mushed together. Mm-hmm. And not even five ways of like, oh, there's Riverdale. No, like, I feel like we've just taken a whole bunch of other media that's out there and kind of just, we're going to take these stories. Yeah. Um, so I think all, what,
0: all these stories about young 20-somethings yeah. trying to make it in the big city and, and hitting the, the institutional uh, pressure and all that.
1: For me, I mean everything it's the pilot, so it's you they set stuff up, you can kind of predict stuff a lot. But it was just so predictable about everything that was going to happen. Yeah. That's not really interesting? Mhm. And unless they do a lot with future <laughs> episodes and the directions it goes, to me it's just kind of boring. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Uh, the thing that is making me most curious about continuing with the show is seeing that Bernadette Peters has been cast as a recurring character.
1: That is very interesting.
0: I love Bernadette Peters so much.
1: Part of me feels like it's like, oh, this is very unfortunate that I'm not feeling it mm-hmm. because it is like they're doing so much more with like representation of you yeah. know different people and life and everything, and that's great. And you like want that stuff to succeed. It's just like. They're working with a source material that doesn't really have much? Yes. It's a- Yes. What we've talked about before with Katie Keene is it's just a- it's a- it was a comic that's about fashion.
0: And not even about fashion. It's about people wearing pretty clothes.
1: Yes. What do you do with that? Mm Mm-hmm. Lucy Hale as Katie Keene was very spunky. Yes. Very fun. Yes. I wasn't sure I was going to like her. I like her. Not sure. I really care about the character, though.
0: Right. Because
1: I, I mean, personally, I've like, I don't have interest in fashion, <laughs> so that's hard to relate like, to. The, the but s- I'm sure it's something she'll get over eventually, and it'll be something she has like a whole moment with. But a bit annoyed by how much her dream is just wrapped in being up in being her mom's dream.
0: I was about to say that that's something I really appreciate because. Really? TV Katie is very, very similar, surprisingly similar, more than I expected to, like, early Strips Katie, where it's a character all about uh, doing whatever hard work they throw with a smile and total commitment, nose to the grindstone, and, and karma will reward you. It, it, it's a real lean-in sense of just take take all, all the crap shoveled on your face, but as long as, as you can come out smiling, the right people will recognize that and, and pluck you out and reward you with all of your dreams come true. I would like to see Katie unionize Lacey's. Like, yeah. fuck this shit.
1: That Well, that's the thing. Like, I hope for her character she realizes what her real dream is, first yeah. off, and not just live her mom's dream. And then also... Stand up for her fucking self. Yeah, it's
0: very like Protestant work ethic, the character. But I think that the the note of, like, family legacy and li- living up to, to this uh, uh, mother she she lionizes, that, that she, the saintly ideal that, that uh, she considers her mother to be, adds a lot of, of depth to that, uh, like, as a motivation to be that person. I find that, that more interesting when, when they are in conjunction.
1: And I feel like I'm contradicting myself for wanting <laughs> her to stand up for herself and having issues with how they had... Jorge, Ginger do it, but what they should have had Jorge and Ginger do is call Actors Equity and be like, hey, motherfuckers, Mm -hmm. they're, like, discriminating against people based on these reasons, and it's not just saying we're going for a certain look, but then they're calling me out for being at this audition because of X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the proper way to, like, take a stance with that kind Mm -hmm, of thing, you know, mm -hmm. like... I don't want her to have like a bitch fit in front of like Miss Lacey. But I was like, that was your opportunity to be like, oh, I was until last week. And then let her be like, oh, what happened, my dear? Well. I'm not sure. But uh, may- Gloria asked me to go work in the stock room mm-hmm. and then just let it like put it out there. Put it out
0: there. <laughs> put it out there, girl. Yeah. Advocate for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And maybe that's the lesson she has to learn. T- time may tell.
1: So I, I just got, I guess I got conflicting feelings on a lot of things. <laughs> I guess with like Sabrina, I was like, so like, oh, I want to watch what's next. I want to know what happens. And this I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. I'll find out eventually. Yeah. Maybe three years from now. I don't know.
0: Can can they put Bernadette <laughs> Peters in the the commercials every week she's going to appear so I know?
1: I can't see it lasting long.
0: Does yeah. that sound bad?
1: Like, I'm like, how long can they create something out of this.
0: Well, to to compare to the parent show Riverdale, Riverdale has an immediate hook of a murder, a mystery, this uh, neo-noir stylization that's become so en vogue. Whereas the hook for Katie Keene is these four characters and the people they're close with, aren't they fun? Yeah. Don't you want to see them succeed? And that's not as penetrating as who killed Jason and why and what happened and who's going to suck Moose's dick.
1: And I think the thing that's interesting is though these characters are supposed to be older, I feel like this is a much younger show. Yeah. This show is made for, I feel like, 13-year-olds who are like, that's pretty
0: who have dreams of going off to the big city. And
1: haven't had their souls crushed yet about the real world and their lack of health care and being able to it's, afford their apartment.
0: It's 2025. It's Bernie's second term. They're fine. <laughs> they're fi- That's rent control. There's national rent control now.
1: So that's why they're all happy. There and why Maybe that's, I really just can't relate to this show <laughs> because they all still believe in dreams. Yeah, yeah. I'm too old and have had my soul crushed.
0: I don't know if we're ever going to talk about the Katie Keene show again, so I'm just going to take this uh, moment to talk more about comics characters and how they've been transformed. Okay. Uh, I'd like to talk about the, the Cabot twins, Alex and Zandra, mm-hmm. uh, who are major players in the Josie and the Pussycats franchise that have now followed her.
1: I, like, vaguely am remembering them now.
0: Alex, big round glasses. Yeah. Always trying to get with Josie and being the money man, while Alexandra, angry rival, has a cat, could do magic for a little while. That was weird. But, yeah, I I think reinventing their weird connection uh, with Alex as a romantic interest and the money man and Alexandra being pulled along... It is, like, keeping Alex's relationship mostly the same, but in, you know, contemporary style. But turning Alexandra into an equal, if not greater partner in the company... Yes. ...is a very interesting dynamic. And we didn't see much of her character except for how she...
1: Seems like an awful
0: person. Well, she she seems like a very powerful business rival to her brother rather than, you know, a partnership in the shared family business. Mm-hmm. We may see how that goes. I, I mean, it, it's more of like a, a empire or succession dynamic than than we've seen before out of these characters in, in print media. Mm-hmm. But also preserving the, the white streak in the hair, the the Claire Saffitt's streak, uh, so that you know that's Alexandra, like from the cartoon, like from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned the cat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So I want to see her stroking her cat like an evil villain.
0: Yes. Uh, Pepper, completely different from what we can tell so far. I
1: think. It's hard to know. Yeah. Name drops so many things.
0: Jorge, not a, a character in the comics, but Ginger is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Ginger was created sometime in the 2000s, I think. Uh, she ran a fashion magazine and still got involved and dated Archie for a while, despite being, you know, someone with a career. That's weird. I don't know.
1: Jorge is definitely the most interesting character on the show. Yeah. I feel like, aside from, like, Josie's musical career that Mm -hmm. could take off, like, there is the most potential with what you can do. Because, like, Pepper just seems like, okay, she got her shit together, whatever. You know that Katie's just gonna, like, go make her career. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's so much possibility.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Jorge is actually achieving his dream in a sense. You yes. You know, he wants to be on the big stage in lights. Tuesdays at an underground drag club aren't that. But it is a paying performing gig. Yes. Whereas uh, Katie, for all the success she's bound to have, because that's how these shows work, is still only making clothes for herself and her close personal friends. Yes. Uh, Josie already stole one of Ginger's slots, actually. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just the night Ginger MCs instead of being the, the main performer. I don't know.
1: It's also weird because I feel like so much with them reminds me a bit more of them being high schoolers. Yeah. Like the sneaking into Lacey's. Mm-hmm. That's something 17-year-olds would do. <laughs> They're supposed to be, like, 23. Yeah. They're all supposed to be trying to make money and live independently, mm-hmm. you're not going to risk stuff that much at 23.
0: <laughs> also, they're spending all of their money on booze every night.
1: <laughs> no one has that money. <laughs> you're spending it, but you're pre-gaming a lot more at home before you go out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe Pepper's mom owns that place.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Every-
0: everything's half off for them everywhere they go.
1: Okay. That would make sense.
0: Yeah. They don't yell at KO at the, the pizza window because his dad owns the pizza okay.
1: window. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: They're they're just playing poor in, in this uh, fourth floor walk-up. Oh,
1: okay. That is huge by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of them should be able to afford it in their career paths.
0: Well, you know, it's it's like all TV set apartments. It's twice as big well, as it actually is Well, and it because is, you got to fit the cameras in there. We
1: are told that, you know, Jorge's parents own the place. So right. that makes so much more sense because if it wasn't for that, there is no way that the two of them were affording rent.
0: That's why there's three of them. Josie
1: doesn't have a job yet. She can't help.
0: (laughs) What happened to their old roommate? I guess, oh no, they wouldn't have had an old roommate. No, because she's
1: sleeping in the living room. And the
0: living room was the sewing room. Uh, Katie had to move the sewing machine out. So it's just
1: the two of them.
0: Oh, man. I was waiting for a flashback episode where we see, finally, someone dies.
1: (laughs) Okay, here's what I want. If I ever watch the show again, here's my prediction of hope. Someone does die and And they all got to deal with it. And Josie's like, it's fine, y'all. Stop freaking out. This is what we do.
0: You don't even worry about it until there's a second dead person. This is nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or she's like, you know, okay, we got to get some lie, And we got to go dig a hole in Central Park to dump the body.
0: Oh, honey, we live in the big city now. Let's just get one of those crowbars to lift manhole covers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I want her to be the one that's like, no, it's fine.
0: This dead person this. is the Ninja Turtles problem now. We are done.
1: We'll just leave them in an alley. No one will ever know
0: anyhow thank you for joining us on on one of our bonus episodes here uh we are going to be back with another one all about hedvig and the angry inch yeah uh, and then we will be back with regular riverdale content on uh april 8th Woo. when the show returns
1: yeah make sure you leave us a rating and review yeah you should tell a friend yeah You should follow us on Twitter. Yes! At sex underscore Archie.
0: That's the one. Yeah. This is all such good advice that if I tell it to you while gently strumming a guitar, an incredibly rich man who is just tumescent with musculature will find you, give you a business card, and, you know, we'll see where it goes from there.
1: So with that, I'm Elena.
0: I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie...
1: The feminist power of Snapchat. Ah, Sugar! Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl.
0: And you got me rocking you. Break it down, will you please?
1: Sugar.
0: Ah, honey, honey. Uh You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you.
1: Break it down, come on! And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, down, will you please?